to Spreading the Good Stuff, a podcast for regional women who want to thrive in their work, wellness, family and community. We share stories of triumph, challenge, growth and change in business and in life and offer helpful insights and advice to empower you to live your best life, however that looks for you. Hi, I'm Leonie Cannon and welcome back to Spreading the Good Stuff. Before we launch into today's episode, I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet and chat today and to pay our respects to their elders, past, present and future. I would also like to extend that respect to Aboriginal peoples listening in today. As many of you know, for the month of October, we are hosting a special four-part series of episodes as part of the 2020 New South Wales Small Business Month Festival, which is in partnership with the New South Wales Government and also Murray River Council. In previous episodes this month, we have looked at um, building your brand online and we've also chatted to some small business owners in our region who have started and grown their businesses in the local area. We've shared some of their inspiring stories uh, of how they did it, including how they've adapted and pivoted during this time of COVID as well as some helpful tips around money, uh, marketing and resilience. In this episode, we thought it was timely to speak with an expert regarding financial assistance for small businesses and how you can go about accessing support when you need it. The Rural Financial Counselling Service offers free, independent and confidential support to small businesses. So we thought it was a great fit to bring in a representative from their organisation to chat with us today. Court Sayer Roberts is a business coach with the RFCS in the New South Wales Southern region, and he joins us now. Hi, Court, and thanks so much for jumping in to chat with us on the podcast today. Oh, hi, Lenny. Well, thank you for uh, inviting me to, to join in. Pleasure to be here. Terrific. Now, Court, we were chatting a little bit off on before we came on air about your work with the RFCS and the program that you're involved in called Rewire. So I understand that that's the small business um, of the organisation. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, the Rural Financial Counselling Service has typically been geared toward offering support to, um, I guess, those in the, the primary production field um, yeah. and the rewire program is looking at bringing in uh, sort of a more general base of small businesses. So I'd love to kick off if we can um, with you just sort of talking with, to us about your work and specifically about the rewire program, how it came about, um, the, the, the kinds of businesses you work with and, and um, I guess who's eligible, some of those things, that'd be great. Oh, yeah, my pleasure. So the uh, the rewire project um, came about, or the program came about from on the back of an election promise from the last election. So the um, the uh, federal government realised that uh, while there's been a lot of support for agriculture or primary industry um, through um, our organisation, we've received funding. They actually um, had a commitment um, that they made to actually provide some funding for a small business program because at the heart of regional areas, there's is important to, um, they recognised that there was a gap there and they wanted to understand and set up funding for a pilot program to really just uh, to see whether there's a need for support uh, for small businesses in regional areas. 
And primarily the focus was um, drought affected communities. Um, and that was the, the focus um, of the program and where we came in uh, with the Rural Financial Service, um, we were given the, the funding. And originally we started out just focusing on um, such local government areas. Obviously since um, our inception and since we started our program um, on the 30th of March, we've had obviously the uh, pandemic where with COVID-19 um, that really has um, caused a lot of disruption and change and challenges for um, all businesses, not only small businesses, but also um, that was a, a recognised need or, um, I guess, um, for further support. So what's happened uh, with the pandemic is that uh, the government said, look, we're, you're already in the space. Um, we want you to actually provide support and extend your services to uh, small businesses of, for all of Southern New South Wales. And while you're doing that, can you also provide support for small businesses affected by bushfires? So in terms of our program, while it's a pilot program, the Rewire Project primarily focused to help um, small businesses. And when we define small businesses, they are a, um, any entity with, that employs no more than 19 employees. Um, and then also um, is uh, basically a, um, a business that's experiencing financial risk or at risk, potential, uh, you know, at risk of experiencing financial hardship. So where we come in and what, what our service does and, and provide, um, we work along existing professional services, we assist small businesses to understand their financial position identify options and implement plans to improve the viability of their business or the long-term future of their business. Um, our services are, are free, they're confidential and they're independent. So um, we're really there as a, in a true sense, a coach. So we're there to actually be able to um, help, listen um, and provide some tools um, to small businesses to really upskill them, give them the necessary support um, and that will actually allow them to develop the skills to be in a position to make informed decisions about their business, whatever that may be, but obviously moving forward so they actually can reduce some anxiety and stress. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about hardship, some of our, our businesses that, uh, that we deal with um, all um, across all sectors. So hospitality, uh, from your restaurants and your cafes, um, right through to, to manufacturing and, and small businesses. So, um, you know, hotels, uh, um, you know, you've also got um, motels um, and then also uh, people in the retail sector as well. So those are the type of businesses mm -hmm. uh, that we work with. And what's the uptake been like? So you started on the 30th of March, right as that pandemic hit. Um, I guess it's hard to compare. If you had have been six months earlier, <clears throat> we could have talked about, you know, the uptake at that point and then how it's changed as COVID's hit. But you've, you've started this pilot program right as the pandemic's hit. What, what yes, has the so, uptake been like? Yeah, well, let's just say I, I think um, it has actually definitely picked up in the last three months. So we've probably seen a, a 50%. Um, increase in uptake 
And um, I think the challenge which we faced, uh, Leonie, when we started uh, this pro pilot program was um, due to the social distancing restrictions, it was very, very hard to actually uh, raise the awareness of our program. And, um, and also, you know, uh, in terms of uh, small business owners, um, there's been a saturation of information around the pandemic. So it could be quite hard to sort of filter all the way through and see and understand um, what kind of support is out there. Um, that can be quite a challenge for a small business owner when they're going through the stresses of, you know, have I got enough money to pay my staff? Um, I can't pay my, you know, my next bill. Um, you know, you know, I've had to close or you know close my business um, for a period of time. So there's there's those sort of challenging factors. So that could be, um, you know, pretty hard. And that's you know what we're finding is um, we've definitely seen an uptake. Mm. You know, Sort of three months. And so how are, how are businesses finding you primarily? You've talked about the challenges involved in, in raising awareness about this, this pilot program. Mm. How, are, how are businesses, and, and um, you're saying that it's, it's at risk um, businesses that you're targeting, how are they coming to you? And then I guess also in reverse, how are you kind of getting the word out to them? Yeah, so um, we're using social media. So we have a Facebook page we also have um, our, our website so um, you know it's uh, uh, so we've been advertising through our, our website which um, behind me um, we've got some of our, our branding and also we did uh, direct mail um, dropouts drop and then um, also outreach as well so now with the reduced um, you know limitations around social restrictions we can actually go out to um, our, our, the, the council or the, or the shires in the southern region, so the New South region, and actually walk and talk to businesses, introduce ourselves, introduce um, our businesses and, and explain what our program's about. Um, and obviously we've seen um, a real pickup in need because, you know, people actually are looking for some support. So... Um, uh, we've had uh, referrals have been uh, probably where we've gotten the most of our, um, our, our, our clients. And that's, you know, through people contacting um, our rural financial counselling um, counsellors in their, in their regions. And so they've obviously referred um, those clients on to us mm -hmm. and explaining we do have a specific program to actually sure. help support them. And then working through local councillors as well, co you know, contacting local councillors that have been on their newsletters, uh, local business chambers as well. We've had the support, so they've been, you know, really promoting and saying that, that we're a new service that's non-for-profit and we're basically available to help small businesses. Mm, that's a fantastic service. What, talk me through um, what some of the challenges are that, that you're finding in businesses that you're dealing with. I understand that you... Are looking after this area and businesses in the, the Murray River Council um, region mm. and also the Edward River or Edward Council region. Um, what are some of the specific challenges that you're hearing from the businesses that you're working with? Well, I think uh, you know prior to COVID, obviously impacting the ability to trade and, and for some business owners travel. Mm -hmm. um, if we're talking um, in, in this region, um, immediately the first issue was drought. So you know we saw. A lot of people actually 
um, lose jobs. Uh, a lot of industries were contracting. And so you saw, you know, people actually leaving uh, towns to go and find further employment. Um, that's, you know, obviously had a, a flow-on effect on the small businesses. Um, COVID has impacted the ability in terms of travelling across the border. So being in, you know, Moama, being a, a border town, obviously uh, that's impacted um, clients. Um, we have you know, a particular client that actually travels across uh, into um, Echuca and Moama. And so um, it's made it very, very difficult to actually be able to service his own clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are the type of the challenges that, that sort of face. And so I guess those are the key things. Yep. And when we talk about um, at-risk businesses, at what point, what, what are some of the things that a business should be looking out for? Um, and when, when would a business know that it, it needs help? At what point would you recommend that they come to you? Yeah, I guess, um, I guess it's really being able to um, do a little health check on your business. So that's, mm-hmm. the, that's the key thing. So it's, it's um, sort of identifying what are those um, early indicators whether to know if you're actually, you know, how, how is your business going? And, uh, you know, that comes down to, you know, what kind of systems have you placed in terms of your administration? Um, so, you know, do you have a, how you manage um, managing your invoices? So, you know, in terms of invoicing your customers, if you're in a, in a manufacturing sense, you're providing a service. Now, how do you handle that? How do you handle your paperwork and accounting? Um, practices? Do you pay your bills on time? Do you have some sort of system in place? Um, you know, how is your filing? Is it something that you love to do or hate to do or something that you always leave, you know, I'll always get to it and it's always going to be at the end of the month? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in terms of the operational processes, what you do, um, do you have visibility? Does a small business owner have visibility of their income and expenses? And do they reconcile their bank transactions, you know, on a regular basis? Mm-hmm. So do they really know if they're making a profit or does it feel like, um, you know, they're just paying the bills as they, as they come? But do, do they know, um, you know, how well the business is going? Is there positive cash flow or if, there, if it isn't? Um, you know, are they having to make, um, you know, Having difficulty making supply payments, you know, lodging for your quarterly bass. Is that something that you do on, on time? Mm-hmm. You know, and then is that a stressful practice as well? So a lot of our clients um, that we've discovered, there there are a few that bass is a, a very very stressful time for them. Mm-hmm. So it's um, you know, you know, and then um, that adds you know anxiety. Um, you know, or they just don't have the time and it's always, I'll get to that one day and then it's a mad run to try and get the tax in time. And whether or not you're actually on a payment plan with the yeah, taxation office. Sure. So that's a good health indicator. Um, and another another factor is, you know, um, do, you know, do small businesses have a budget? Mm-hmm. You know, do they actually know? what their sales are going to be and what the expenses are going to be um, each month and what their return on or 
do they know what their break-even mm. point is? And are you finding yeah. and also and also well-being? So how are they feeling in their business? So that's an important part. While it's not a, a monetary thing, it's also you know uh, you know do you feel when you're running your business do you feel you know, stressed um, or, you know or time poor? You just feel like there's not enough hours in the day. So that's a good health check. Okay. And so that's something you work with businesses on is, is conducting those financial health checks. Is that also something that you recommend businesses just do on their own as a regular thing anyway? Yes. So, so what we do in terms of our, um, our, our, our program and our approach, um, any client that comes on, what we, we have an onboarding uh, process where we actually conduct an interview. And we ask specific questions about their business and some of those key questions, you know, you know um, are they finding, um, you know, what, what are the stresses in their business? Are they able to pay payments on time? Um, and these are the things that we sort of, you know, as a lead and get an understanding of where we might be able to help them. Um, and also um, we basically, um, we do a, a review as well. So once we do an onboarding questionnaire and we interview, we get a sense of where the business is at, how the business owner is feeling, and then we actually do a financial review. So we look at all the systems, what they have in place, and what they haven't got in place, and then we understand their financial position. So sometimes with small business owners, um, they've been surviving and it's been in sense of survival mode and they've been doing that way uh, and that's just the way it's um, they've managed. But it's also uh, being able to provide that visibility around their financial position. So then they can be in a more powerful position. Just getting to that stage mm. um, actually lifts a lot of anxiety because then they can make an informed decision rather than just uh, persevering and and know having to draw on or put more money in the business or ask uh, for an extension on loans um, it's being able to you know make an informed decision and then you can you know develop actions from there do do you find that um, for a lot of businesses that are perhaps struggling in that kind of area is it often a case of just being so busy working in the business that they just you know, have perhaps neglected or just haven't been able to find the time to do that kind of work on, on the business or, um, you know, what are you, what are you finding sort of across the board? Are there, are there patterns in, in terms of how people are finding themselves in these sorts of situations and these challenges or is it a really unique thing? Um, I think there's, um, there is a, there, there are some common things and I think it's around about, having a business plan yep. and you know when people get gone into business they had a, a loose business plan but it's the most important thing is being able to review that business plan because things do change and their business grows or it, it, you know you're having to and all of a sudden it's not something the goals change or um, and it's really being clear around what you want your business to do for you mm-hmm. so a lot of business owners when they first start up um, if they're sole traders, they're not drawing a wage. So, and it's and and then all of a sudden that becomes the pattern going forward. Mm-hmm. So, while they'll pay their employees and everything else, 
they're probably not actually drawing a wage themselves. Yes. So they really want to be clear on what you want your business to do for you. And then also when they start, they've gone through this incredible growth period. And it was always, I'll do that. I'll put the system in one day and one day, you know, it just becomes, um, there's not enough time and they just, they've gone, you know, they've gone too far. And it's, and sometimes it might be a simple thing of um, just choosing an accounting software. That's how mm-hmm. to save time. So, um, and that's no fault of the business owner. It's just um, the business has grown. And, um, and I think it's, um, it's got to the point where they just haven't got the capacity or the time or the support to be able to take a pause and be, or have someone to support and be able to have a look at their business and support them through. And actually, but it's almost like drawing back curtains and having a look at what's, what's driving and what are, what's, what are some of the challenges and what's the causes um, that are creating the anxiety or, um, you know, issues in their business and how can, what actions can they put in place or structure can they put in place to be uh, more in control and um, have a, you know, be able to set some goals in place mm-hmm. and work towards those to sort of rectify some of the things that are, that are causing them, you know, anxiety and stress. Sure. I was going to ask what your advice would be to small businesses um, to help them sort of safeguard and future-proof their financials. Um, you just touched on that bit, the business plan being so, so crucial. Would, would that be your main piece of advice or are there other things as well? Yeah, I think there is. I mean, the, the key thing that we do within our program and I think all businesses should do is, um, you know, it's right to, to do, you know, have your accounting and, and um, systems and your recording what's happened. But it's also using that information then to look forward. So being understands what your break-even point in terms of covering all your fixed costs and overheads but then also developing a cash flow forecast. So not having something that looks good at one point in time, but having it becoming a living and breathing document. Mm-hmm. So you really bear, and then taking the time and putting in the discipline and structure to review your performance against your forecast and understand, and that's the critical thing. If you're going to, you know, have creating a, a roadmap for, in terms of using a cash flow forecast, you're projecting, where those expenses or where those costs may occur in the business. And then if, you know, you can then plan for, for, for those expenses or also having a contingency as well in your, in your forecasting. So you're understanding what your tax commitments are and based on the number of sales that you've made. So you've got your GST covered. Having a separate account to be able to have an offset account for your GST rather than just using one operating account when it comes to paying wages and you know paying your superannuation and your tax liabilities, you're not sort of scrounging around for that for that money or having to draw on an overdraft or take a loan out or go onto a payment plan um, because your cash flow is so high, and that causes unnecessary stress. So the key thing is obviously with the cash flow forecast is you review it and you review it, and you review it, and then, then you're basically planning for the future. So it's a constant 
it's a constant living, breathing document. Um, also, I think what businesses can do in terms of safeguarding and proofing, you know, their business, you know, in terms of financial aspects, is um, spending time to reach out and support. Um, at, you know, at accessing where there's eligibility, where there might be through government grants. Mm -hmm. There's a few uh, government grants out there, loans um, as well. Uh, if we're talking about just only just last night with the budget, you know, there's um, announcements with budget for small business owners, especially mm -hmm. around the employment side in terms of having the um, job maker scheme. So that's been announced. So there's a, a credit of $200 now, if you were hiring someone from the ages of 16 to 30, that you each the small business owner would get, mm -hmm. and then you know, and then there's a hundred dollar credit as well, you know, from the ages of 30 to 35, um, and then you know, looking and understanding what's actually out there. Now, um, there are, you know, being able to talk to your bank as well. And it's not about um, waiting to the point where you actually need finance or need unnecessary funds, no, but actually establishing a relationship so that your business, or, or, you know, is known by the bank and they understand how your business operates. So they're going to be there. So it's very being able to work ahead of time. So um, to be able to develop an action plan rather than actually going through when you've already hit that crisis point. And you, you know, and you need to uh, refinance. It makes it it's a difficult conversation. But if you've actually got the plan in, in place, um, then yeah, that's that, that's a good thing. And the other thing I think in terms of um, safeguarding and, and future proofing your business was also understanding looking at yourself and look at your own personal budget and understand what you want your business to do for you in terms of how much you need to be able to support, you know, support your lifestyle because that's, that's going to be critical because you may need to change or modify things in your business if it's not meeting your lifestyle. So don't have you meet the business. You, you really want to be in a, in a more powerful position where the business is working for you. And so when you're working with businesses and, and through all this, um, this you know, these great services that you're, you're talking about, how long is this process? How long do you have businesses? Are they needing lots of work or is this something that it can take a few sessions with businesses to kind of get them on the right track and empower them to take control a lot of, of a lot of these things themselves or is it an ongoing kind of support service to them? Leonie, that's a really good question because... Um, Every business is, 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 while they might have some common things, um, business owners can be in different places. So in terms of, you know, what we've discovered, um, and, and myself personally, um, there are business owners um, where I've had to start at the, right at the grassroots level of under, understanding their financials mm -hmm. and really being able to support them through that and understand what's going on. Um, you know, if that takes a little bit more time, um, you know, we, and then you've got other uh, business owners who are uh, in a, probably a bit more financially savvy. Um, and it's just that, you know, for the circumstances, they've, you know, uh, through, you know, some of the drought, bushfires, 
um, or you know COVID that's really throwing their business out of kilter. Um, so they're in a, in a in a position where they can actually um, change very quickly. Mm-hmm. So they might be sort of um, you know three months or you know two to three months, and then they're on they're already built their action plan, gone through the financial review, set their business goals, and they're already working and implementing their business goals. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I should mention, I didn't mention earlier in terms of our program, we have access to a five thousand dollar professional services grant. And what that does is, um, is is used as sort of a catalyst to be able to engage professional third-party providers um, to really help achieve those goals once they've implemented an action plan. And that might mean, you know, um, strategic marketing and communication advice, specialist accounting or taxation, legal or business planning advice, um, workforce planning, and then also personal training as well that, you know, it will help the business owner and or potentially employees, you know, improve their business. So there is a, a $5,000 grant for our program mm, that, that's that we do to help. Yeah. And so there's no end point, Ben. A business can come to you and can be receiving that support through the program for as long as they need. Yeah. So, yeah, well, ideally we'd like to go through, we have um, what we call, Six stages. Mm-hmm. So um, basically, you know, uh, and, and really where we come involved, um, there's like a four-stage process. We have like a review stage, which I talked about earlier, yep. which is a financial review and establishing a financial baseline because the key mm-hmm. thing that we want to do when we develop a roadmap forward is we want to see these any goals that are established um, reflect back in financials because that's a true indicator in terms of the viability of your business going sure, forward sure. and then we you know obviously the planning or goal setting phase and then we have the implementation of those goals and I guess as you know in terms of my titles a business coach we are there as a coach so we don't do the work for the businesses we're in partnership with the business owners who actually develop the goals and then we're there to actually check in, monitor, help and coach and help people through because sometimes, you know, day-to-day things can come up, but we're actually there to help support them, to keep them on the right path and to achieve their goals because that's what we're here for. Our our primary purpose purpose is the success of the the small business, whatever that might be. So it's a real holistic approach. So we're, we're not just worried about the finances but we're also worried about the well-being and we you know we're not worried i said we've got a vested interest in the well-being of the business business owner as, as well yeah. so we want them when they come through the program on the other side that they have the right structures in place a good support network a good relationship with their uh, their banks and then also they've got their tax in terms of compliance Side of things all undercover and it's no longer and they've alleviated some stress and anxiety and they've got a little bit more time to be able to be able to work on their business going forward and plan going mm. forward and hopefully you know they've um, you know developed some skills that will take them going ahead going forward so that they're in a more powerful position to make informed decisions 
about their business. So that's, that's our primary focus. Sure. And that, that accountability is just so, so important, isn't it? Having that accountability partner. Um, yes. As you say, things come up and we have the best of intentions of doing the work and um, unless we have somebody else there um, to keep us on track, sometimes that's really challenging. Um, what sort of results are you, are you finding um, with the businesses that you're working with? Are you getting some good results? Yeah, I have. Um, you know, I've, I've got some, uh, some clients that um, just, you know, just feeling a lot more free and have a lot more time to actually work and develop on the businesses. So, you know, they, they, for example, they may have been in a position where um, they didn't have any accounting software in place. Um, when it came to BAS reporting, it took three weeks and it was very, very stressful. And um, even just reconciling accounts would always be left to the, to the end of the month. And they're not having understanding um, that, you know, in terms of managing cash flow, that you there are such things as payment terms and being able to put some structure in so you're not actually paying a bill immediately when it comes in just because you just want it off your desk, but actually having a, or using the, you know, there's a lot of good accounting software out there um, that saves time where, you know, your best could be done in 10 minutes mm. rather than, you know, for some businesses, it's a, a three-week um, exercise. Gosh, that, that would be life-changing for them to yes, go from that yes. to some of those yeah. amazing programs that are just... Yeah, and then also, um, you know, and just doing a um, looking at uh, you know the cost of goods sold and understanding you know one thing that we have done with some businesses is actually um, we've benchmarked the, their business in terms of the particular industry that they're in mm-hmm. and being had a look just as an uh, you know it's not something that we can do with all businesses but where we can we like to do it as a sort of a value add and then also gives um, our clients. Uh, some insight in terms of how they should be performing, whether they're performing better than the industry average based on their location, or it gives them just a bit more information um, about what they could particularly be looking at in terms of the indicators, in terms of performance. So mm-hmm. uh, we've seen customers, once they've actually got that information, they found it really enlightening. Um, and then also it's turned a light on for them to look at their costs and look yep. at their stock holding look at their, their selling price and and really understanding you know what is their return in terms of what they're purchasing and, and are they getting a good return on investment mm. as well mm-hmm. so court for any businesses um, that might be listening in to this episode and who perhaps um, you know what we've been talking about is resonating with them or bringing up you know some um, feelings for them around their businesses and that perhaps helping them realise that maybe they do need that little bit of support, how can they go about getting in touch um, with you guys and with the program? Well, so you can, you can get in touch with us um, through our website. Mm-hmm. So um, that's our, our, I'll just have to bear with me. I can put that in the, um, yep. in the show notes as well. Yep, yeah, we can. If we with can a link. Uh, yep. I don't know if we have a link, that would be great. Um, but then also we have our um, our number as well, one eight hundred number as well, where people can actually contact us. So we're we're on available through social media as well, mm-hmm. through Facebook. Yep. Um, we have a Facebook page for the Rewire Project. 
-hmm. um, and then that has all our information, our links, um, or contact the, the you know their local rural financial counselling um, service um, provider. They can we have offices in a lot of the regions, and they can then refer on to us. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but we do have a one eight hundred number. Okay. Um, and then also our website is a, a good um, portal where people can actually go online and um, just register their interest. And then what we'll do is we'll actually um, give them a call and have a conversation. That's how it all starts. It all starts um, with a conversation. Yeah, terrific. Court, is there anything that we haven't touched on um that we haven't covered that you think is important that we, we should share? Or do you think that we've given a pretty good overview um, of the service that, that you guys provide and also of the, the kind of supports that are available to small businesses? Um, I, I think it's, um, I think the importance is being able to take some time out to actually look um, to see what's out there. There are other providers, you know, not just ourselves. You know, there is um, a lot of organisations that are out there to help small businesses. So we talk about Business Australians out there with their Entrepreneurs Programme. Um, we have Service New South Wales, who's out there, and they have a service called a Business Concierge Service. Mm -hmm. um, and their number is 1377 um, they can actually um, support, identify um, suitable grants that might be applicable for the business. Um, your local council as well mm -hmm. is important. So, um, you know, contact your, your local council to see what might be available. I know that um, in some regions in the southern New South Wales, especially on, on the coast, the local council actually offered um, support grants for small businesses affected by bushfires mm -hmm. so, um, and then also I guess we talk about it um, there's not just the financial support but then you know going through um, you know looking at well-being um, you know there's also you know people that are sort of finding very very hard or challenging or might be their employees that are fine uh, there are organizations that are out there uh, especially with the social distancing restrictions with COVID um, there is a coronavirus uh, mental well-being number um, where you know people can actually contact. Mm -hmm. um, that's one eight hundred five one two three four eight, and that's where people can actually just have a conversation um, as well. Yeah, so, and that's really important. Not just we'll about the numbers. Yeah, yeah, totally. And we'll include that in the show notes as well. All of those yeah. um, various resources that you've mentioned. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for your time and for sharing um, what it is that you do with Rewire, uh, the valuable service that it is. Um, I think there's lots of useful, helpful information there and I'm sure that our listeners will find it really valuable. So thank you very much. Um, and I'd also like to take this opportunity to thank our partners who have sponsored us um, for the, this series of episodes. So Murray River Council and also the New South Wales Government. If you would like to find out more about some of the things that Court and I have chatted about today, um, you can access our show notes at, at the website, thesplendidword.com.au, 
or you can get in touch with our podcast on the socials on Facebook and Instagram at the handle Spreading the Good Stuff. You can also leave comments, ideas and any feedback at Council's Your Say platform, which is yoursay.murrayriver.newsouthwales.gov.au. So that's Murray River Council's online platform. We can also access the videos of our episodes, not just the audio. There's the videos as well if you would like to put some faces to the voices. So thanks, Court. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to join. It's been a pleasure. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. And thanks to our listeners for joining in and for helping us to spread the good stuff. Take care. We'll chat soon. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to Spreading the Good Stuff, the podcast. Remember, you can subscribe over at iTunes. We'd love you to leave us a rating. And you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the handle Spreading the Good Stuff. You can find all our show notes and previous episodes at our website, thesplendidword.com.au. Thanks for listening.